got few things pure in this world anymore And home is one of the few We'd have a drink outside maybe Running out if we saw a couple men in blue But to me, so damn easy to see That your people are the people at home and welcome back to the Unqualified Mind. I'm Jeffrey Keeble, and with me is Eric Byers. Hello, brother. What's going on, dude? You know, just another day. I'm excited. I am, too. It's been a minute since we've been down here recording. Well, at least we're not like a day or day of recording. We're day before last time, and now we're two days before. Yeah, so, so we're ahead of schedule. It's called progress. Yes, it is. Progress in this. That's hard to do in this world. Well, I just got laid off, so I got all the time in the world. All right, then. I'm still working three jobs. Yeah. No, so. I don't have that luxury. I'm fortunate. I'm not going to lie. You are very fortunate. I'm very fortunate. I'm not I'm not even like, at first I was like, you know, whatever. But like after the first week, I was extremely grateful. I'm like, I'm happy I have my job. And then I'm happy I still have my other job. And I'm even happy I have the third job. So You know, I'm I'm happy for you. Good. Can't say. I'm happy you're laid off because you look tired and now you'll get that rest you needed. Well, I'm, I'm a full-time dad now. That's right. Yeah. That's why you were tired. Yeah. No wonder. I get it now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just it. took three years. That's all. Hmm. But Think how good you'll be in another three. Yeah, hopefully I'll be an expert by now. Yeah. By then. But yeah, you want to introduce our guest? I'd love to. To my right, Miss Katie Griffin. Doing out there. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> you're gonna want to. Yeah. F- How we doing out there? Go, go ahead and fondle that. There you yeah, go. There you I'm go. Sorry, there you I'm, go. Gonna, I'm gonna grab the microphone. It and wants, make it feel right. I don't yeah, know what. Yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it wants to be right up, almost tight to your lips. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like really close all the time. Well, we're in the midst of the coronavirus right now, so we got a lot to talk about. But let's just like completely abet that and. Yep. We're going to throw that off to the side. <laughs> yeah, We've been talking about this for weeks, guys. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> so you come, how long have you been in the States right now? Right now it's about, I'm hitting three weeks. Three weeks back in the States. Yeah. I did a bit of a quarantine in a Madison hotel. My, uh, my dad picked me up from the airport, so he had no choice but to quarantine himself with me. Really? Oh, I didn't know that part of that too. So oh shit! So you got off the plane and went straight to the hotel? Yeah, I just yeah, I just had to be forced to spend time with my family right away, and it was it was intense. So where where were you? uh, Where were you coming back from then? Australia, actually, and uh, basically, basically, I was uh, I was in Australia for a year and a half plus, and had no choice but to come back. making a responsible decision to be a human being, see what's going on. I actually know a lot of uh, a lot of people from all over the world right now. They're trying to make it still, and they're still out there in Australia making the best of it. Really? Can't say for me it's the best decision, but... So now you're back in the States. Yeah. Was that the first time you had gone abroad somewhere and lived somewhere else? Actually, yes. So... What drove you to that decision? Like, you're like, you know what? Kangaroos seem cool. Let me check that out. The decision that led me to go to Australia, I actually, 
I left Green Bay where I was living with my sister, moved back to Madison. Um, this is me being 23 plus thinking, all right, what are we doing now? We've been bartending for six or seven years and that was about it. And looking forward to those other opportunities, thinking, when am I going to be ready to do something else? So that was the next thing for me. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, so you're bartending, and then the next thing, had somebody, like, planted that seed in your mind, like, Australia's the spot to be, or? All right, all right, all right. Um, so I was on and off with, uh, with a fella. Okay. And... Uh, he, he had been traveling to China on and off, and we stuck together for a long time, rather the fact that he had been gone for most of that time. And, uh, yeah, I, I stuck with him. And when he came back for real, I we decided that it was time for us to travel together. And so we decided Australia. I was thinking the whole time, well, why not New Zealand? I mean, it's just as good, if not better. And but I let him make the decision, so we took off together and went there. Oh, oh, I see. So you let a man drag you there. I did. But you wanted to be there too. You were looking <laughs> for something. <laughs> and uh so is Australia and New Zealand those were the like the options that you well, were Okay, so if you're looking at a at a at a traveling visa for Australia and New Zealand. New Zealand, you can get a visa for two years right off the bat for about $300, $400. It's not a big... Mm. And you can be there for two years, no questions asked, do whatever you want. No, but you're not really making that amount of money that you can make in Australia, which is why a lot of people go to Australia, rather. Ah. And so you're looking at it like, okay, well, the guy I was with at the time, he's a, you know functioning human being. <laughs> He's making the decisions for us because, you know, clearly I wasn't able to. <laughs> <laughs> Fully functional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we were kinda we were kinda hanging out on the precipice of a of a fantasy that we were living on for about three years off and on there and and it kinda ended up not working out. Um Well yeah. that's how fantasies are though. Yeah, they, it was That's the why they're supposed to be fantasies. The yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It so, was good when it was good. It was bad when it was bad. <laughs> you'll have that. I had, uh, I would say the same thing about my childhood, except there was never any good parts. You know what I mean? But you're not ready. You're not ready for those jokes. I see this. There's sadness in your eyes. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm too empathetic to handle that. <laughs> oh, uh, get ready to cry tonight. <laughs> I, I know I do. Uh, no. So, Australia, I mean, that's primarily English-speaking country? Or? Yeah, I mean, like, it's basically owned by England, so you're looking at it like, you know, this is like the, this is the, this is the Hawaii. That's of, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, England, it's like England's basically. summer house. Exactly. So yeah. there's a lot of English people there, and I mean, when coronavirus came on, and not to bring it up, but Prime Minister kind of cut them off, and and there's a lot of people stuck there right now from England that can't get back home. And I think that that's a, that's a pretty severe problem for them. So when you like actually decided then you're like, all right, I'm going to, did you know you were moving there or did you, were you like, yeah. I'm along for the ride with this guy and this 
yeah. I'm doing what he's doing. Or like, you're like, I'm, you know, like, did you tell your family like, hey, I'm, I'm out for a, a minute? Yeah, I mean, like, so my family's kind of been aware my whole life that I'm going to make the decisions that I'm going to make. So when it came down to it and I was kind of going through this transient time in my life, I they were looking at me and I said, hey, you know what, I'm moving back to Madison and we're planning on going to Australia. They didn't really take me seriously, to be honest. And I... And we kind of just took that. I, I took on three jobs. I was working two bartending jobs um, and then working as a as a call. Like, I don't, I don't want to say. As a call what? I don't want to say call girl because that's not what I meant. Oh. <laughs> that's what I, yeah. I was answering phones. I was answering phones. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. There it is. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I, was able, I, was able to, I was able to save up like eight grand in three months with what I was doing. Oh, and right. I, had, I had really, really committed to that and being what I wanted to do. But as we came up to it, I'm thinking like, um, is this really what I want to do? You know? So there was just a little bit of hesitation there's, at the there's end? a little bit of hesitation. So, like, ultimately, I arrived to Australia. I'm in Melbourne. It's like the Chicago of Australia. Yep. It's very artistic. There's, you know, like, there's street art everywhere, live music, things like that. It's a beautiful city. I got to say, like, based off, like, reading your vibe, that seems like a place that you'd really like. Yeah, and I love I love Chicago as well. Like, that's my favorite American city ever, mm -hmm. too. So, um haven't been to New York, though. I'm going to throw that out there. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just, stick, Just to, stick to the mic. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Just like that. <laughs> Just what you want to do is just... Look deeply into Jeffrey's eyes, and then yep. you'll be forced to look, like pull it in there. Um, I'm gonna focus on you now. All right, there we go. You're my hey, guy. There we hey. go. You're my guy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, art, Chicago, Melbourne, 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 Melbourne. Good, good, yeah. good. Try to correct her, even though no, she knows she's I, right. I can't. You know I you want to, though. No, You're no, like. I don't. <laughs> that's what he's thinking in himself. He's I like, mean, like we're in no. the northwest. We say it the way yeah. it's spelled. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I've uh, I've met some. Yeah, it's. So you go there, and then like, what? To walk us through like for those of us who haven't lived in another country. Yeah. What's the like? You got documents ahead of time, or you get documents when you get there? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a, it's really funny actually, and you'd be, you'd be, you feel really rewarded to actually do it because if you're American or Canadian, there's a fast pass for you in Australia. Oh, let's check right. that out. Yeah. American I mean, privilege around the world. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're gonna call it American privilege. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you like basically, that. you get to the airport, you shoot yourself through. And, you know, there's everyone else arriving that have to go through customs. And there's, there's a big sign hanging overhead that says American Canadian this way. And you're basically out of the airport in 20 minutes. So it was, uh, it was lush. Wow. <laughs> it was lush. Um, basically, so just to, just to wind up the whole thing with my, with my ex. <laughs> um, I mean, we lived together for four months. I was going to say, I wasn't going to yeah, let him I mean, escape. Yeah, I was going to, I was yeah. going to see where that was yeah. going. No, we're going to come back to it. But like, basically, um, basically we both, we both realized that, uh, that that fantasy that we were riding on was, was far long gone. And okay. uh, we both had 
some other things so, to experience. So, so do you have any like reservations then? Like when you're there, like now you're in another country, you've got your visa going on, you did your four months with him there. Yeah. And now you're going to part ways and you're like, this motherfucker dragged yeah. me to Australia. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm like thinking like New Zealand, come on, get me there. No, it's okay. But honestly, no, I felt, I felt, um, I was really scared because I didn't know what, what I was doing. But to me, to do something different than that, what I was doing was going to be the best part of the experience for me if I were to separate myself from what I was doing and try something new. So I was really pushing myself to to really do something that was just a real experience. So, so like, you and him are going to split up. You've been there four months now, though. You have, like... You know, have you built up a fen- uh, friend base at the- by this time? Or, like, do you know people? Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, so I got hired uh, at, a, at a kosher brewery. Kosher and, brewery. Yes, yeah, so it's a kosher <laughs> brewery. And within the three months, I became the supervisor there. And I kind of... Well, naturally, you're from Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> you're at a brewery. Yeah, so, yeah, you walked no, on the actually, scene like... For anyone that wants to travel across the world from the Midwest, I would have to say, like, you really, really actually have an upper hand when it comes to the service industry because you look around yourself when you go somewhere else and you see that we really are people (laughs) 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 we really put our time in to make people feel comfortable and feel good and i and i think that's really sound really yeah no it's upper hand on the service industry i didn't know that they 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 rocketed me like as a so you go into a working holiday visa traveling into australia or new zealand you only have the right to work at one place for six months at, dude, at one place for at six one months. Place for six months. So no oh, matter sure. what, like if you lose that job or wait. quit, you have to wait till the end of the six months. You've got to find another job after that six months. Is what it is. So like you're not able to establish yourself. Oh, even if you have the job too, yeah. you have to go somewhere else yeah. then. Dang. Oh. Exactly. So what they want is if you're going to move to Australia and you want to stay there, you have to have some kind of like engineering degree, doctorate. Or something that like proves yourself to be worthy, worthy to stay, <laughs> yeah, to stay in the country for an extended period of time, um, which kind of like calls for a four-year degree. So, nice. otherwise, yeah. working holiday visa, six months at a time, full year, two jobs, it's doable. So, are you when you're there on a visa and stuff like? Do they have the same things that we have, like uh, income taxes and stuff? And are you paying that? Yeah, I was paying taxes, and as well, when you're out of the country, uh, the states uh, qualify you to pay taxes still, rather than you being, uh, if you're not here, you still pay taxes. No. Yeah, you do. <laughs> wait, wait, so, so, you're, you're so are no. you paying taxes to the Australian government, or you're paying taxes all the way back to U.S.? Both. Both? No. Both, both. But if you think you're like, you don't have any income tax in the states, then how much... How much tax are you really paying? No, I see. Exactly. I so, see. Like so I, paid, I paid a minimum, but I, I still pay my taxes. Oh, shit. I I'm see, a, I see. Yeah. Well, what's I'm, the minimum? I'm a good human being. There you go. Yeah, nice. what, what, is, what, I gotta do. what is the minimum? Hey, is, is that all your kind worries about? What the minimum is? 
Dude, we worry about a lot of stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shit is going down. Uh, yeah. by, your, by your kind, I obviously mean podcast. Working yes. in the States. Working in the States, being a full-time bartender and server. Um, I've gotten screwed over on my taxes the last few years because I've hit another bracket working at working at high-end restaurants and things like that. So I get taxed the shit out of myself. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I got that cash money in hand at the time, so you yeah, know, you know, so it's like that <laughs> double-edged sword. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> yeah, be like, what? So I could put thirty percent of this away? No, no, yeah. just no. spend it all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Damn. So you break up, and then, and then, so what's your first job over there? Service industry. That's what you're doing for six months. Yeah. So I I started at a kosher brewery, and then I ended up a supervisor after three months, which was a great opportunity for me to kind of extend my my ability in that in that industry and uh and then I moved on so if you're gonna think like so me and my ex broke up you know like he uh I think I think he moved on to Sydney got a got a girlfriend from Germany blah 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 she's got the she's got the coronavirus at the moment hope she's all right um (laughs) I really do. I mean, oh. She really does. I really, oh. really did. <laughs> yeah, really, I was. Yeah, no, she, 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 uh, she got, she got the Rona. Damn. And uh, yeah, no, he and I, he and I are pretty sound at the moment, so that's all right. But you know, you leave me, you go to China. I leave you in Australia. Fair is fair. <laughs> 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 it's, pretty, it's pretty savage, but that's the way it is. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, hey, what, I mean, there's a lot about? wrong with it, no, but, but that's what is my that? life. An eye for an eye, right? <laughs> an eye for an eye. I'm just trying to get a country the for real. a country I, for a country. Exactly. I mean, so what are you doing after that? Uh, so I took off. I so to uh, extend your visa, which is class four six two, if you're looking to get it. Um. That's the American working ho- working holiday visa. I had to do either six months or three months of farm work. Sorry, um, three months of farm work or three months of hospitality above the Tropic of Capricorn. Specifically above the Tropic of Capricorn. That says specifically that. that yeah, so hmm. that's that's Queensland or higher if you're looking at Australia. Okay. And yeah, so basically. Americans don't have to do farm work, but myself being in the service industry for eight years, I was thinking, you know what, new experience, let's push ourselves, let's try something new. Mm -hmm. So what's the Australian farm like compared to like a Midwestern farm? I mean, are they, what are they raising? Kangaroos? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. And like, (laughs) you have to think you're in the middle of a drought as well in 2019. There's a drought. Everywhere you go, California's on fire, Australia's on fire, and there's, you know, so we're, you're, we're living so the you're, same uh, lives yeah, I in forgot different a, places. I forgot about yeah. that. So there's, I mean, the news over here was just, rarely do American news really care about anywhere else, you know, other than our own stuff. But they were blowing up. Australia the, up. The, yeah. It was Australia all the time about the yeah. wildfires and showing the maps and stuff. What, was there any fear for you? Like, and that's... Well, scenario? I found it really interesting myself, like being in being in my farm work where we were at, we we're kind of like in a bowl. So we didn't have to worry about 
the the wildfires reaching us specifically. Fire only grows up. Exactly. And but leaving my farm work, flying into Sydney, I could see like over the hundreds of miles from the airplane, um, multiple wildfires, and it was kind of surreal. So like you're in an airplane, like looking down on just wildfire. Yeah. Everywhere. Like multiple ones, like across, like just spread across. You know, who knows how many miles? I'm looking. I'm looking across. And I'm like, wow, this uh, this is real. Damn. Damn. So you are doing farm work. I mean, what do they what do they got there? Cows, pigs? What do you, what are you working on? You what are you sho- shoveling shit here? I, I'm having a hard time picturing <laughs> I mean, you like, do yeah, farm work. Yeah, just okay, so you know, so like just to draw you a picture, like so you you arrive, um, Gatton, Queensland. So it's a it's about a town the size of Cranda. Can I can I actually just take a second for like those who haven't physically seen you and just can, you want to describe her? Or you want me to describe what what, what she physically she, looks like? She's so that very they can, petite. Yes, you're very, maybe what are you five five? <laughs> maybe a hundred and five pounds. I'm like I, I quote myself at five six and one hundred twenty seven oh. pounds. Okay, but, you okay. Know, that's not that's not backed up by any by anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just what it says on my holiday U.S. visa. Yeah, yeah. That's what I tell people on my driver's license, and they better fucking believe it. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I see you like being petite and just thinking of you doing farm work, and I just not seeing, not seeing it. But I tell me about it. Like, yeah, it, it was unreal. Honestly, I was actually driving up here up north from from my quarantine, Madison, just thinking like, wow, I can't believe that this is a memory now because at the time, like. I just couldn't stop thinking, like, I can't believe that this is my life. Um, But it was a great experience. So basically, you drive into a town about the size of Crandon in the middle of the outback. Um, So basically, you're looking at uh, a caravan park, which is a, uh, a campground. Yeah. For backpackers. And it's filled with about 300... People from all over the world. We're talking Italy, France, uh, Finland, Canada. What's, what's that vibe like? Are these? I mean, is it? Oh, is that a friendly? Parties, is that friendly? The parties are. I. I mean, I can't even tell you. Like, it was. It was unreal. It was unreal to connect with people. Would from it be all safe for people to assume there's hallucinogenics there? <laughs> it sounds like a good time. I can tell you, my parents were not proud. <laughs> my parents were not proud, but um, but, but yeah, it was the best. Ex- it, I mean, the best experience of my life, like learning learning the mount that I did culturally in itself was really great, and I really connected with the Italians. Especially. Did you uh, make any friends in that caravan park that you still are connected with? Yeah, mostly, yeah, like like I said, mostly Italian people, like, for me to have that, that, um, that feeling of anyone coming into your, into your home becomes your family, um, cooking for each other and things like that, when you're in the middle of nowhere and it's a bunch of, we're just a bunch of bum kids living out in the middle of nowhere trying to make our way to stay an extra year in Australia, they made it really feel like home. That's crazy. They did. That's yeah. crazy. I it's let me tell you it. Hearing that is uh, you know, and then comparing that to how unlike home it felt at my own physical home growing up, it's just crazy. Maybe I should have been in a caravan park. Might have been. I'm kidding. I think anyone can really can really um, capitalize on themselves from being just 
part of another culture in general. So did you, what kind of skills did you bring to the farm? All right. So I got to tell you, when I got there, it was in the middle of a drought. They're looking for guys, like they're looking for Canadian men, basically. You know, they're like Paul Bunyan-esque. Yeah, yeah. Farm boys. They're looking for farm boys. Strong ass farm boys. So I got there. I'm asking around. They're saying I I talked to a lot of women that were there and they said that they had been working or they've been trying to find work for three plus weeks and hadn't gotten a single day. So to give you an idea of this, to get your second year visa, you have to have 88 days of farm work specifically. 88 days. Yeah. So you get there, you either find work with a specific farm that you work with consistently. Is that like, are those consecutive days? Yeah. Or is that like recorded days, days like 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 community it's, service it's, hours? Yeah. It's just compiled, like whatever you can get. Like myself, I worked with uh, separate contractors as well as specific farms. But it, myself, if you work for a week, is that seven days? Or like you worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's only five um, days. Actually, they so it used to be six hours counts as one day. But then at the time that I got there, they changed it to eight hours being one day. So if you work, you you know, (laughs) if you work four hours packing beetroot, wildfires and changing rules, it's a shame. It's amazing you left. Uh, It was hard to leave. I got to tell you, just because of the general presence of everyone being there and having that that sense of, you know, you've got this caravan park. This woman's running this caravan park. That's a. That's a wild Gemini. She's, and I'm not saying this in a spiritual way, but she was like the, she was it. And, um, and there were, there were no rules. Like we make the rules. We had our own, we had our own society within that caravan park. I even started my own clothes swap for people that were coming into the park. Like things that people left behind that were like casual clothing or dress clothing. And then aside from that, like, farm clothing that you're um qual- that you had to wear now where are you living in the caravan park do you have a caravan yeah yeah so you you don't really get a choice they they room you with people themselves because they uh you know they're a bit they're a bit sadist <laughs> they, <laughs> they like to play god and so basically um i had a f- i had a few instances where I was living with a Japanese girl at first that spoke little to no English, and we got to the point where we could have conversations with each other. It was a very, very hard, so, very so hard thing to do. I'll make, sure I, I'll make sure I understand this correctly. You're, you get the you get the farm job first, or you go to the caravan park to live first. So you get to the caravan park. And, and what drove you there? What did somebody's like? Hey, you gotta oh, go. Okay, here. so when so this this place that I was working, this kosher brewery I was working at, um, there's a guy there. Um, he's about thirty years old, uh, Canadian, uh, gay. You know, like he was just like he he worked on a cruise ship as a bartender and done all this stuff. Like he knew how to travel. He he knew his shit. So he was saying like, oh well, I'm going to this place. So. When it came to me wanting to stay in Australia for another year, I thought about him and I thought, you know, I know you, so that makes it easy for me. Let's go there. And that's kind of how I ended up in the middle of nowhere. Okay. So that's how you ended up at the caravan park. Yeah. And then that it works by like you show up and you're like, 
I'm here. Here's some money. Put me in a room with a stranger. Like put me in a van with a stranger. I mean, it was very inexpensive. It was $120 a week. Okay. And they, yeah, they, so they room you with whoever they want. So, and so like the people that are running that, then they own all those caravans? Yeah. So it's basically like owning, uh, yeah, you you own this caravan park and okay. the only people that live there are backpackers. Oh, all right. I was thinking, oh. I was thinking it was like a campground, like yeah. here where they, people <laughs> were coming to stay there. No, like, there's, I mean, there's no families involved. Okay. I mean, that would just be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to put that on. I see. <laughs> Uh, oh, I see. So it does sound like a lot of fun yeah. In this place. So so I mean, like these people that were running this caravan park were really dealing with a lot. If you look at it in retrospect, because they're, um, they're I mean, they're dealing with three hundred plus backpackers that are from all over the world and trying to throw a party. And they must be like bi or tri or multilingual. These people. I mean, every. I mean, whoever, you're, wherever you're from, whatever you're created, that's that's what you are, and you're just kind of like throwing that in the mix and everyone's trying to get along with each other. Uh, I can't say that I experienced any drama at all while I was there. Everyone was just kind of on this vibe where they're all trying to get along with each other just and chill, huh? have the best time that they're trying to have. Yeah, That surprises me because considering the heat, right? Because the heat gets high here and then people start losing their minds. Oh my gosh, this place actually uh, was really hot during the day when I got there. Um, and really, really cold at night. So that's what I was dealing with with my with my two backpacks that I had. <laughs> did you learn Celsius while you were there? Did you, did you um, I had a, a like I said, I had a Japanese roommate for a while there, and uh, she taught me yoga and how to cook vegan and a lot of things like that. Uh, we started a lot of programs together where we were trading clothes and. Um, you have to think like people are people are farming a lot of different things. For instance, um, I'll give you an example. When I when I started there, I was told that it was really hard for girls to get jobs there. So I kind of made it a made it a thing for myself to find a job quickly. So I confronted a contractor, and he said, "Well, I don't put girls on the field, <laughs> but can you do chickens?" Can you do chickens? And I said, well, I can do anything a man can do. So let's try it. And the next day, he sent me two hours away by drive, which I had to pay for, actually, (laughs) to get there. And uh, when I arrived, I got into the shed, and I walked in, and there were 9,000 roosters in the shed that we had to pack into drawers that were about five feet long and a foot tall um, and picking it. up that's four. A lot of cock. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of cock. That's a lot of cock. I'm trying to be professional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> okay, don't spare me. Don't spare me. All right. All right, okay, then. Um, I'll be myself. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was just one of those moments where I walked into that shed and I was like, oh, my God, these are not, this is not a chicken. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then basically it just kind of like melted into me and I and I had trouble breathing. I my started like seeing black dots in my eyes. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't leave here until all these birds are gone." 
And that was my reality. And that became my reality days of the week. And what did you have to do to these roosters? Yeah. So basically, at the time, we were like, at that time, we were picking them up four at a time from behind their wings. So if you imagine, like, picking up a bird that's about your knee high by the back of their their shoulder, two in each hand, lifting them up, and then throwing them into drawers that are a foot high and about, like, four to six feet long. Eighteen of them in each one. You were picking up four roosters at a time. Four roosters. Oh, it was the it was the it was the roughest (laughs) workout with those hands. (laughs) I thought I was gonna throw up after after an hour. I I thought I was gonna throw up. Just for like the people listening, you you have hands that look like they could barely grasp a can of Coke, let alone (laughs) four four roosters simultaneously. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Honestly, I I respect it so much. Farmer carved a woman out of me. Like my body, my my whole thing looked completely different before this. I was drinking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So you you. Your job was to pick up roosters and stuff them into a drawer? Well, that's just one day. So you're working for a contractor, so they ship you out to whatever they want the next day. And you just want to get your days that was one. In. So that, that was, was one a day? job? One job? That's just one day. At 9,000 and roosters. That, and did they tell you you're done when the roosters are gone? Like that oh, was a- oh, and, oh my gosh! And they just think you're idiots too. And like these <laughs> like Australian farmers, like from out from the outback, are just like yelling at you and blah blah blah. I actually made my way with them, became really good friends with them. It became a really good experience towards the end. But like the fight through those four months was, it was unreal. And I did like beetroot packing. I did um, cutting cauliflower, planting. All the kinds of things like you do it throughout the week. It was it the same farm up. every day? No, it would change. It would change with throughout the week. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't have to make the travel every two hours, or did they pay you by yeah. the job or by the hour for this? They paid you by the hour mostly, and it was. I mean, in Australia, I mean, they're booming right now, so it was about twenty dollars an hour. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I'll stuff some cock for twenty dollars yeah, an hour. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm and also. <laughs> Quote me on that, Jeffrey. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> One of my least favorite uh, experiences at the farm was going to a chicken farm where they 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 generally send women to chicken farms because um, there's that there's that competitiveness to have to have a job as a woman on a farm, and also we deal with animals more delicately generally, oh. and um, <laughs> apparently. And uh, they sent us to this farm, I remember one time, and it was like, we got there, we put on our suits, you have to shower beforehand, before you go in, because obviously these are things that people are eating. Um, But this was a farm where the animals were being made into, the roosters were being made into dog food, and the hens were being made into chicken nuggets. Mm. And they were completely torn apart bleeding by their feet had no feathers and it was it was me. like i really i actually cannot eat chicken anymore after that experience it messed you up because you seeing like seeing the back end of like how it works yeah i've been it i've I've so were you were you cutting them up were you butchering chickens too i did not have to but i got to the point where where i had the initiative where they're like okay this chick's this chick's doing her squats. She's picking up these roosters and hens fast as f. 
and um, oh, we're completely unqualified. Yeah, we can say anything on this. So they started putting me on vaccines. Okay. And basically, what that so what that made so what like that steroids? acquired me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, steroids exactly, or yeah. So basically, I'm like behind a table jabbing chickens, seventeen thousand birds a day with needles. With needles. You ever, you know, if until it, they're gone. See, and that's why they put the women on that too, because you put a man in that scenario, he's doing all them chicken lunges. Now, now he's got them steroids. He put a little into his arm here. I know. I'm like, I'm gonna make the best of this. I'm gonna make the best of this. I'm gonna do squats the whole time. I'm gonna try. (laughs) Damn. So now, so you're like a, you're like a, like a vet kind of. Like you were, you were I had I had no qualifications at all actually. So they just gave I, you the needle and said start. And, and there's a there's like there's yeah. a there's a cabinet with medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. yeah. There's the, needles in that other cabinet. Yeah, they and said this is how this is how you feel the syri- this is how you fill the syringe and uh, don't poke them here or you kill them. Damn, where's and, that at? Yeah, where's yeah, exactly. So if I accident, <laughs> so as as people are grabbing these chickens four at a time, slamming them onto a table, flipping them on their backs. Um, I'd be jabbing them in their wings, and if I hit their vein, then they would start convulsing, and and they would die. <laughs> Damn. So I it was mean, very so surreal. So you like, uh, and that was a jo- so you were doing so, the job where you picking them up and throwing them down, and then like you graduated to yeah I got, shooting them up. Yeah, I mean it, it. It it depended on whether these chickens were being transported, where you put them in, and and like uh, in like cases or whatever, and then otherwise you're back. Vac- vaccines and things like that so jeffrey <laughs> yes <laughs> what do you think of chicken nuggets right now can you picture the birds first off but no. vi- can you visually picture them nope i can i, I can see them there i've named a couple of them at, at a chicken coop Hen- or your chicken, chicken nuggets henrietta <laughs> phyllis uh yeah at the chicken coop can you see them like as she described them oh yeah yeah bloody I can. and featherless yeah, yeah. Mm. tastes good that's what feeds us, bro. I mean, for an example, for every five hens, there was one rooster, and those roosters were holding those hens down, literally. Yeah? <laughs> really? Just pumping them? Oh, God, it was fucked up. Like, yeah. multiple times <laughs> a day? So every five... Yeah, I mean, for months. So, for so months for, at a time. Oh, before, really? and And, like, you would be picking these these hens up, and they're trying to fly away from you as you pick them up, and they'd be vomiting, and shitting and they're i mean they're dying so that was that was my reality and i was like this is what i do every day (laughs) you you? know it was really i mean on the bright side i did work with a lot of people from the solomon islands papua new guinea um out on the fields picking cauliflower planting and things like that and they'd be like waving their machetes in the air singing songs from their from their <laughs> from their islands and things like that and it was very animated and cool so i had some good times as well i'm picturing like a disney yep, scene from that i'm thinking <laughs> like, moana yeah, yeah. For some <laughs> <laughs> damn waving their machetes i uh, wouldn't have pictured i don't know where i pictured cauliflower being grown but it was it's not Australia for some reason. It's actually one of the lead growers. See, I that's how ignorant I am. Yeah. Well. See, I, I'm so unknowledgeable in the cauliflower world. It's actually really good for you. Damn. 
Is it still though? Not it. I, I mean, it does. It pertains to your knowledge. Like you can, it's actually. Oh, it's healthy for your they, brain. Yeah, they've had oh, no. they've had studies where uh, it helps you uh, retain memory as well. Hmm. I don't want to remember too much, not, especially not my childhood. With this childhood, fuck no. <laughs> Staying away from cauliflower from now on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. So was that what you were doing before you came home then? Yes. I, that was my question. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. You ask it. No, go ahead. You already did. <laughs> Answer. Damn. <laughs> the, no, only so qu- I- the only question I had for her. <laughs> and he stole it. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, like, basically, I, I finished that off and I moved to Sydney. Sydney. Nice. Sydney. Yeah. I It, it actually... And for me, being a person from a small town, it was really hard for me <laughs> to move to Sydney because I was thinking in my head the whole time, like, oh, this is going to be shit. Wait. Is it because of the population? Yeah. I th- yeah, I think so. I think, honestly, for myself, I think I was really just kind of scared to to move on to something bigger. Did your gay Canadian and friend come with you? Um... <laughs> No, actually, we back down to Melbourne. Melbourne's a sound, sound, sound city. Nice. Nice. Oh. And you went to, you're like, was it a man that pulled you to Sydney? No, actually. Um, but ultimately, I uh, I bought a van, and I, I lived on, because I wasn't sure what I was really doing, so I bought a van, and I moved to Bondi Beach. I don't know if anyone really knows this but sydney is lined with beaches so that makes it kind of like the coolest city in the world (laughs) because i mean like you leave the city and you've just got beach after beach after beach and it's all white beaches and beautiful and for miles and miles and so i got a van and i lived in a van for uh two months before i was able to i mean like when you're getting paid farm work it's not a lot of money, so basically, I had to I had to sacrifice a little bit, and I was like, "Well, this is the thing I can do." I I got a van. I lived on beaches for two months. I was uh, waking up, taking cold showers in the public shower. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> so you're living that van life. I was living that van life. <laughs> yeah, I actually nice. I actually no, had a woman. I had a woman come up to me <laughs> and life. and be like, "Oh." Um, do you want my Do you want my zucchini fries? And I was like, Well, I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, fuck, that's amazing. You no, know, uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I was living under a bridge. I was li- I oh. literally lived under a bridge in a van for two months. So. <laughs> you are liter- literally Chris Farley right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> down by the river. I've got no shame. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture. It's like, like bring us into your mind a little bit. Like, you you can't you can't own a lot of shit, right? Like you own must like nothing. Then like the clothes <laughs> on your back type of like that's yeah. your, that's how you're living. Yeah. So I left most of my stuff in Melbourne with my with my old housemates and uh, and so I w- when I went to farm work, I was like, all right, this is my backpack and this is what I have, and everyone kind of lived off of each other. As I'm saying, like, 
there's people doing cauliflower, beetroot, peaches, oranges, apples, all these kind of things. And so you would come home from your farm work and you would you would have like like these canvas sacks of the unqualified foods yeah. goods oh, yeah. that that you would bring home and people would trade with each other. So everyone's eating more healthy than they ever had in their lives and things like that. And just trading with each other, um, but to make dinner. So, <laughs> so this is like, I just like, it's like the minimalist lifestyle though. Right. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. It was really cool. And, and was that something you were into before you went? Like, it was. Abroad? Yeah. I got really into it. I actually got into the minimalist podcast before I, before I got into, moving to Australia and things like that because I kind of wanted to cut out everything in my life at that time. And if you ever get to the point where you want to travel in your life and you want to cut those things out, like you really should challenge yourself to to kind of cut those things out and make something different with your life mm -hmm. and challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just cut it out. Be you. See what you are without everything else. Did you ever find it difficult to find happiness without constantly stuffing your life with objects? Yeah, I, honestly, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, because I would. I mean, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. It was hard, and like, especially when you're out traveling in the world, you kind of start to realize that the the connections that you make with people are they're 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 short, and you don't get to have them like you have people where we are and for your whole life and hang on to them you don't get to have that you meet someone good and you love them but you realize that they're from someplace else and that's the time you get with them is all you have and you're constantly saying goodbye to people and it's really hard damn and and it really makes something of you just like listening to you talk about that like with the passion that you have and then, like the like, literally, I'm thinking, I'm like, the way I can relate is like with like iPhones. It's like, <laughs> it's like, and then I think to myself, what a piece of shit yeah. you are as a human being, <laughs> at, at just a genuine Homo sapien level, you're just garbage. Because you're talking, and I'm like, I know she's, yeah, I know yeah, she's, yeah, fuck, yeah. Because I, I got that iPhone, you know, and then, but next year I'm gonna have a different iPhone, and that one's gonna be gone. I don't know who's gonna have it, but it won't be me. I'll have the new iPhone. <laughs> that friendship and that love. Yeah, that you felt exactly. All year. God. I she was saying, oh, fucking this penetrating right in Yeah, I was just like, boom, damn. Boom, and then boom. Eric started speaking. I'm like, shit, here comes a smart-ass comment. <laughs> no, I'm for real, though. I'm for real. Uh, Didn't that hit true for you? Uh, no, in another it, world? Or like in another aspect, anyway? I mean, all in all, I have to say, if I were to, if I were to hear anyone else tell me that they were planning on going across seas and trying to experience something else at this point in my life I wouldn't I wouldn't even I wouldn't re even reach out to them with my own experience I would just have to tell them that it was the best decision that I made in my life nice. and that they should do the same Damn. Hmm. Yeah. I might do that I might do that <laughs> might do that Plane tickets weren't so damn much to Australia. Oh, not not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they cheap, you can bro. Go wherever you want, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for thirty dollars. And not to mention, and not to mention what it did for my my uh, concept of relationships and 
um, controversy with how you think about other people and things like that. And that's something that I'm willing to dig deep into as well. So you think that, are you, are you saying that your, your time abroad has changed your view on like relationships human relationships? It really has. Like just like friendships or man, woman, like, you know, intimate relationships. Damn. Everything. Man, woman, 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 men, men. Really? Really? Is it because like, the experiences of those specific men, like, you know, like the one that you know, ended up taking you to Australia and then you split and then did you have other relationships well, think, along the way? Well, like, I think that that was that was that fantasy. I was living for a long time and, you know, he broke my heart. I broke his heart. You know, it's a, it's well, a give and take thing. What was that? And then, what was that fantasy? <laughs> yeah. Like, what were you expecting? Fantasy was happiness. And I think that a lot of it has to do with the way that you grow up in the Northwoods and you and you have this certain expectation for things to be good. Oh damn, fantasy yeah. was happiness, bro. And you have this. Well, yeah, well, that's I mean, your fantasy every day, bro. That's, <laughs> no, mom beat the sh- yeah. yeah, mom beat that out of us. We we knew better. <laughs> I don't re- the most I could reach for right now is okay. Yeah. Well, I think I I think that there's a lot of stigma on the way yeah. that that the way that men think and act, and that the way that they deal with their emotions, and I. And I think that a lot of the ways that they're able to experience their lives and the way that they do has to do with um, how they change. And I I, I personally don't agree with people that say, well, you know, I'm 30 years old now and this is who I am and I'm never going to change. Well, everyone's subject to change. You just have to change your life. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel. So it's like you're throwing the concept out as... You can't teach old dogs new tricks, and you're saying that if you stuck with them, they could definitely. You could teach them new tricks. Yeah, that you absolutely can teach a new trick, but you just have to be open and susceptible to feeling those feeling those things and being part of it. I think my introspection. I think my family keeps waiting for me to change. Like, when is this guy gonna stop being such a dick? <laughs> You're, you're a fucking child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I, hey, give me time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Give me time. I'm sorry. Hold, how old are you? I'm a blossoming flower, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know when you? I'm going to bloom. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. Uh, 32. 32 years young. Yeah, well, there we go. He's still subject to change. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm still growing. <laughs> growing still into growing. that flower, bro. Exactly. I'm not blossoming yet, but you're you're getting there. I'm not, I'm like I'm one of those rare flowers that only blooms once in a lifetime. You know, have you seen these? And it's for like two hours. And yeah, then, and then it's gone. And then it's gone. But it, but for that two hours, and so spectacular. Yeah. You wouldn't. It's worth waiting for. Honestly, that's, that's what I, I keep telling people. <laughs> so so how about this? We'll come back. We'll package this up. Uh, I thank everybody for listening. Yes, yes. Tune back in in two weeks, and we're gonna find out, you know, about, uh, you know, who who we're gonna get some more information on, like who stayed in contact with you. How is it like being in contact with like relationships back in the states, like your parents and your family? Yeah. And then we're gonna find out what happened with uh, your other relationships, you know, and how it yeah. changed your view on yes. on life. Okay. Cool. I think yep. I think yep. I think that legitimately specifically i think we should get into polyamory 
Let's do it. All right. We'll because, talk polyamory. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk let's, poly. Let's talk polyamory because, like, fuck it. Yeah, so I, love it. I don't like, give a fuck shit. It. Let's do it. All right. Well, so we'll see two you guys weeks. in two weeks. We'll talk poly. All right. Peace. Something real, I feel